I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Welcome back to the uh, Carter and Larry podcast, week three. Um, we've had a, a nice um, bunch of listeners for the first two weeks, so uh, we appreciate you listening. And we're going to start it off with some uh, college football. UNC this week, where they just we just thrashed Duke um, at Duke. I mean, all around great game. The defense stepped up. The offense looked very explosive. Uh, Javante Williams with 175 yards from scrimmage and four touchdowns. I mean, it was just an all-out thrashing, and um, it gives me a little bit of hope that maybe we can sneak into a good ball game. But uh, we still got work to do um, with uh, Notre Dame and Miami still left on the schedule. And so, Sam, we get to Clemson, the Clemson-Notre Dame game, arguably maybe the best game of the year so far in college football. Just give us what you thought about it. Well, I think that a couple of plays, like the fumble that they took for 30 yards back into the end zone, and then leaving wide open yeah. men, I think that's what really lost the game for us. And then taking it into two overtimes, because I really thought that if the longer the game was, then the easier it would be for Notre Dame to win. So really disappointing but I'm glad we could lose to the number four team as opposed to, like, Boston College or Pitt or something like that. Right. So, so um, ESPN, I did a little re- math here, and Clemson, they still have a 45% chance to make it to the college football playoff. So as we look at the rankings here for um, college football, if Clemson were to win out and beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship, do you, do you think that's enough to get them in? Yes. I think it is. So you still have teams like Alabama and Ohio State, which I, I would assume are going to go undefeated and win their conferences. So mm-hmm. potentially we could have a two ACC team um, yeah. college football playoff, which would be the first time ever. But Texas A&M and Florida are lurking right there. Obviously, Georgia with the loss um, this week, and that is pretty much going to take them out of it. But, yeah, I think so. Um, Indiana, the surprise team of the year, I think, coming from just an unranked place to now being a top-ten team. Yeah. I mean, they got that little boost from the refs in the Penn State game, and <laughs> all of a sudden, I mean, they're just riding high. But – um. Do you know? I don't know if they have to play. Hold on one second. I'm going to look and see if they have to play Ohio State this year because, I mean, that would be. I mean, if they be, don't, they could play them in the uh, yeah, championship. They do play Ohio State um, oh. the 21st of November. So, I mean, that's going to be a huge game. Cincinnati is still lurking. I don't know if they're going to be a good enough team to make it into the playoff, even if they go undefeated. BYU is still there at undefeated. Miami is – so it's just the top two teams. So if Clemson were to – I mean, if Notre Dame were to lose 
Does Notre Dame play Miami? Hold on, I'm sorry. Versus Miami. Uh, okay, so no, they did not play Miami. So it looks like we're going to have a Notre Dame Clemson ACC championship. So, um, yeah, big stuff to come. Any uh, final thoughts? Um, not I mean, really. just, just on that game as a whole. I mean, I I really was not expecting Notre Dame to win after that. Um, after Clemson, they had the ball with like two minutes left. I mean, yeah, I and, know. That, that was just so. And they took a terrible. And they had a penalty, and Travis Etienne ran out of bounds, which gifted Notre Dame two timeouts. I don't know if it would have mattered. Because they got down there pretty quick with that huge pass, but um, now that was that was an incomplete pass, and that was I mean it, the ball hit the ground. Let's yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean say? the the um analyst for who I forget who was the ES, the NBC guy was he like clearly said like I expect this to be an incomplete pass, and they and they held it so um a little bit. I'm not one to blame the game on the refs, but there were a lot of questionable calls and missed calls in that game. Yeah, and on that um, fumble interception for the pick six, his knee, they showed like a picture, his knee was down. I don't know if, I mean, but Clemson could have held him to a field goal. They were likely going to score a touchdown, but that's another big play that I remember that um, should have been called the other way. Just a lot of missed holding calls, and but they won the game rightfully, so... Okay, um, well, I think that's going to do it for college football this week. And uh, coming up next, we're going to do our weekly NFL breakdown. Welcome back to the Cardinal Lowry Podcast. Um, so here's our NFL segment where we kind of just give a breakdown for the Panthers and Steelers. I'm going to start with the Panthers, who with, I mean, just another loss. I wasn't really expecting anything, you know, playing the Chiefs in Arrowhead, but it just kind of feels like we're we're coming that close in every game. So I'm not really upset at this team. I think we have a lot of promise. But um, a two-point mm-hmm. loss to the Chiefs. Christian McCaffrey came back. But he did injure his shoulder in that game. And I'm heard he's questionable for next week against Tampa. And um, But he had 151 yards and two touchdowns in that game. Sam, what's up with the Steelers? So a little bit of a closer game than I expected. Yeah, I mean, but still, eight and up. So, I'm I was surprised that the uh, Dallas quarterback, his name was uh, wasn't it Garrett Gerther? Yeah, something like that. But um, twenty four to nineteen, eight and zero. I did a little bit more math. I was doing a lot of math. Um, the Steelers have a seven percent chance to go undefeated. And, hmm. I mean, it doesn't look too tough for them. Their hardest games are going to be the Ravens and the Colts. And, um, I mean, they're favored in every single one of their games. So, I mean, I, I don't want to say I wouldn't be surprised, but, I mean, it's definitely in the realm of possibility that these Steelers could go yeah. 16-0. I mean, coming off, I mean, just kind of a lackluster year. Just kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. With a 99% chance to make the playoffs. And, um, I mean, here they are. I mean, number one, most people consider them the best team in the NFL. And um, 
I think they're going to stay that way, uh, the way they're playing. But uh, and I think Mike Tomlin's the best coach in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, even I don't know. I haven't watched enough of the Steelers games to know, but it, they kind of had that. They had a down game when the Dallas had a pretty solid game defensively, and I mean they still pulled it out at the end. I w- I was wondering, were you watching in the fourth quarter when uh, the Steelers had the ball at the end? No, I wasn't. Okay, um, so the Steelers they had they were up by five, like with the final score, and they it was one minute left, and it was a fourth and one. And they decided to go for it instead of kicking a field goal, which would have put them up eight. And I really just didn't understand that decision. It almost cost them the game because, I mean, they had a, yeah. a pretty decent chance to score a touchdown on that last play. And, and, I mean, that just really surprised me. But, I mean, Mike Tomlin, he's getting it done. And uh, that's why they're right now. Yeah. And so we head to our NFC East weekly game. I mean, I got the Eagles this week. They didn't even play. But everyone around them just kind of faded. And, uh, but I mean, Washington, like you said, I mean, that was your week one pick. I wouldn't be surprised if they rally just because this division has been so crazy this year. Who do you have? Yeah. I have to go with the Eagles again, just because everyone else is just terrible. And there's no, I mean, I'm not even comfortable picking the Eagles, but I think they're the best right now. Um, I just wanted to give a little uh, shout out or mention David Bowie came on last week was talking about the big game against the uh, Buccaneers this week. I mean, Tom Brady just had an awful game. The yeah. Saints were up thirty-eight to zero at one point. I mean, it was pretty ugly, and yeah. just not even that. But I mean, it wasn't like I mean the buck. I mean, the Bucks just couldn't do anything and. It was. It almost felt like they they really weren't as good as many people. I mean, have been saying that they were. And I mean, one of the Tom Brady's. I think one of his worst games in a while. It just uh, just kind of stuck. But I think that's going to do it for our NFL segment. Coming up next, uh, we're going to talk about this week and the Masters. Hello and welcome back to the Carter and Larry podcast. Um, this is going to be our segment on the tradition, unlike any other, the Masters. Today we're going to have special guest Reed Wyke on the show, so here he is. Hello. 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 Um, hey, Reed. How's it going? It's going pretty well. How about you? Uh, it's going all right. Uh, just, just we're going to ask you a few quick questions about the Masters. So, we first want to know who was your pick to win this week. Um, I think at this point it's probably Bryson DeChambeau's to lose, but I also wouldn't be surprised to see Dustin Johnson with the green jacket on Sunday afternoon. Okay. Okay. Um. Who would be your sleeper pick this week? Uh, I can see Webb Simpson uh, sneaking up on some people. He's been playing good golf, and the course plays well to what he does. Okay. Um, the average winning score this past decade, so from 2010 to 2019, was about 10 and a half shots under par. 
with a little bit of rain coming in on Thursday and Friday, do you expect the score to be lower than that this year? I think the winning score will probably be in the 15-under range. I think that people will be able to get out and score pretty well. Obviously, they have been preparing for it extensively, and I don't know if the course is going to be harder or easier in the fall, but I suspect it'll be a little bit easier. All right, uh, well, we'll have to see. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. All right, Sam, um, just for a little fun segment here, we're going to have a little quiz for your average sports fan. So just for the uh, audience to know, how much golf have you watched in your uh, sports viewing career? Probably about 30 minutes. Okay, so uh, this might be a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. Okay, number one, what is the name of the club that the Masters is played at? Is it A, the Georgia Golf Club, B, Augusta National Golf Club, or C, Augusta Country Club? I'm going to go with B, just because I feel like I've heard that a million times. Okay, that is correct. Nice job. All right. Number two. Who has won the most Masters tournaments? Is it A, Tiger Woods, B, Arnold Palmer, and C, Jack Nicklaus? Um, I feel like it's probably Arnold Palmer. That is incorrect. Sure. That's incorrect. It's Jack Nicklaus. Uh, he has won six. Arnold Palmer has won four. And Tiger has won five. All right. Third question. Which network covers the Masters? Is it A, CBS, B, NBC, or C, the Golf Channel? NBC, I know that for sure. It's CBS. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, Jim Nance. Yeah, Jim Nance. I okay. Known. All right, here's a special bonus question. I would not expect you to get this. Each of the 18 holes at the Augusta National Golf Club is named after a plant. Which of these is the iconic 13th named after? Is it A, flower and crab apple, B, azalea, or C, red bud? I'm going to go with azalea, but I really don't know. That is correct. Nice job. So, I mean, yep. you did pretty good. Two out of four, including the bonus question. Uh, that's going to be about do it for our master segment. And coming up next, we're going to wrap up the show with some college basketball and some NBA news. All right, and welcome to a little wrap-up segment here. We're going to be talking about the college basketball rankings. Sam, are Tar Heels coming in at 16th? Do you think that's too high or too low? I think it's about right. Um, but if I had to say one or the other, I'd probably say high just because of how terrible we were last year. But um, I'm feeling good about this season. Yeah, um, where Williams, obviously, everyone knows he said that this is the Last year was the least talented team he had ever coached in his coaching career. And, uh, I mean, that. I think just the tensions were running high last year because, I mean, we couldn't really find anything. Cole Anthony, I mean, I know he's going to be an NBA player now, but his defense really just wasn't up to par last year. And I think that uh, really cost our team. I mean, especially looking down the stretch of that new game at home. I mean, I yeah. really thought we had that one. and. And just didn't. Uh, those Duke Blue Devils are ninth in the country, um, but uh, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, it feels like for 
at least all of my lifetime and of course yours, um, that these these two teams have always been around the top fifteen. And yeah. um, Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova, Virginia, and Iowa, which is a little bit of a surprise to me, running out the top five. And I mean, it just looks uh, pretty healthy. You got uh, some top teams like Kentucky, Michigan State, um, Arizona State, obviously uh, with a new coach, uh, Florida State, and UCLA. So some definitely some uh, high teams. Michigan State and at the twenty fifth spot. So there's definitely a lot of good coaches. Um, I've really, I don't really haven't really learned all the teams yet, but I know there's a lot of good coaches in this top 25 and looks like it's going to be an exciting season. I mean, cut short last year, but I mean, that's probably all for the best for North Carolina. I mean, considering I don't think we weren't yeah. going to have any chance to make it. But the other thing we wanted to talk about is the NBA season. Two days ago, the players voted on whether to start on December 22nd or not. And the vote passed. So that we will have some NBA Christmas games. And, um, I mean, this is just – this is kind of huge. But um, we yeah. don't really know if we're going to have a bubble or not. Um, we What we do know right now is that there will be a 72-game schedule, which is 10 less than the normal 82 games. And, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, I mean, considering – the NBA season only finished a month ago. I mean, they're still going to have to pull a lot of strings to really get get this together. But um, I'm excited, and yeah. um, hopefully we can, um, you know, just kind of get this season started because I think that Adam Silver did a really great job of kind of keeping maintaining the bubble. And, I mean, throughout – the entire NBA bubble period, there were no positive cases in the bubble, yeah. which I just think is amazing. All right, Sam, why don't you tell us about the new poll that we're going to be doing? All right. So if you follow our Instagram page, Carter at Carter and Lowry, then we do polls on our Instagram story. And we ask you, we ask you guys a question. You guys can answer it, and then you can potentially get a shout out in one of our videos. Yeah, that's correct. Um, we're probably going to be doing these every week, um, probably about Sunday, um, Sunday afternoon, be based on uh, whatever we're talking about in the next episode. So, to make sure to follow our Instagram to um, vote in those polls and potentially get a shout out. And uh, that's going to about do it for our episode. Sam, you got anything else to add? No. All right, uh, thanks for listening to this week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Carter and Lowry. This episode featured Dean Lowry, Sam Carter, and Reed Weichel. Special thanks to our listeners and our producer, Buzz Sprout.